You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto, of course, has amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the par- car parts your car will ever need. Car problems are always an issue, but with Rock Auto, you do all the shopping yourself. You don't have to listen to someone behind the counter try to tell you what parts you need. You can do it all yourself. They don't price gauge like the major car companies and the major car places do. And even better, they already know what you're looking for, and you know what you're looking for also. So why not do the shopping yourself at rockauto.com and let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you, and please enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, who does the most, and I hope you all are having a fabulous Tuesday. I hope you all enjoyed the episode yesterday once again with Gary Morgan. He's a fabulous guest fabulous guy to have on every Monday, and I think you guys enjoy having him on as well. And again, I hope you're all having a wonderful Tuesday. There's a ton going on in sports today. Of course, the Pittsburgh Pirates kick off their series tonight against the St. Louis Cardinals tonight um, at 6 or 7.45, actually, in St. Louis. So we'll see how the Pirates fare across this two-game series before then heading to Atlanta. The NBA play-in tournament also starts this week. Uh, today and then the NBA playoffs kick off on Saturday. Make sure you go check out the respective Locked On NBA podcast that you would like to listen to, and of course the Locked On NBA podcast. Also, the NHL playoffs is ramping up. Of course, we already have seen some game ones. The uh, of course the Penguins lost game one to the Islanders. But make sure you go check out Hunter Hodes over at Locked On Penguins. He's a fabulous host of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But you came to hear about the Pittsburgh Pirates, and you know, going into this series against St. Louis, the Pirates right now have lost three out of their last five, but won three out of their last six, so they're three and three in their last six games heading into this series, and they faced the Giants in what was a very interesting series. We saw the Thursday game last week where the Giants uh, pretty much just shut down the Pirates' offense, which has kind of become a normal for the Pittsburgh Pirates offense, the offense just has not been really getting it going outside of one particular player, and that is Adam Frazier. Brian Reynolds has been doing pretty good also. We've seen some pop from Will Craig's bat, but Colin Moran and Key Brian Hayes coming back pretty soon. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks will obviously help the uh, the offense a ton. And Anthony DeSclafani, of course, looked great in that game. Will Crow also pitched well, but just had a bad fifth inning. That's why he was taken out, and the end result, of course, was 3-1. The Pirates then followed that up with two straight walk-offs from uh, just crazy stuff. Like, I mean, the Gregory Polanco thing, they pretty much dared Gregory Polanco to beat them that game. They loaded the bases. Frazier helped the Pirates rally in that game. The Pirates even the series up. And then they followed that up on Saturday with a Jacob Stallings game. Like, realistically, I mean, he uh, hit the two-run home run to walk it off. But if he doesn't do what he does in the seventh inning also... The Pirates are really in deep trouble, as we saw him uh, Newman and Reynolds score on those. And then the Pirates ended the series losing 4-1, uh, as Alex Wood improved to 5-0. Yastrzemski hits the home run in the uh, ninth inning that pretty much took it out of reach. And the Pirates, I mean, getting two out of two in that series was ideal. 
because the Giants, of course, went into that series with the best record in baseball. They're trying to keep pace ahead of the Dodgers and the Padres, and they're doing a pretty damn good job at it right now, as we had Ben Caspic on last week, and he was talking about the Giants. Really fun stuff from what's going on in San Francisco. But as far as Pittsburgh's concerned, what went right in that series? I mean, the pitching was really good for the most part. Um, you didn't really see a lot of uh, runs scored in this series. I mean, the Saturday game, of course, was 8-6. to six. But, I mean, Richard Rodriguez, of course, shut the thing uh, the thing down. Um, and, I mean, the Pirates lost only 3-1 to one and 4-1. to one. So the pitching hasn't exactly been the issue. The pitching, of course, to me, is always going to be, for the rest of this year, I think the pitching is going to be the strong suit of this, like, ball club. And that's not a bad thing at all, but the offense just isn't there right now. And when you have so many moving parts, as you also saw the Pirates uh, acquired yet another player in uh, in Vargas from the Chicago Cubs yesterday and DFA Troy Stokes. Again, we say this every week, they're throwing things at a wall and seeing what sticks. And right now, the offense is struggling. But when you have guys like Adam Frazier and uh, Brian Reynolds and stuff like that, that are kind of keeping it afloat a little bit. I mean, the Pirates haven't been shut out um, since May 3rd against the Padres, but they have had a lot of one-run and two-run games. But, I mean, if you don't get shut out, that's not bad, but you also don't want to just score one or two runs. So, obviously, what went right in the series, I mean, Jacob Stallings, if you can get that kind of production from him at the plate, especially from what he brings you defensively as a catcher, you'll take that every day of the week. I mean, he's not going to do that every day of the week. I mean, obviously, we saw he did that on Saturday night. And then Sunday, I mean, he came out and uh, only had one. Uh, he actually scored one run and was one for three. But, I mean, his average has come up to 257. If you can have a catcher who's that good defensively, who's consistently in the gold glove conversation that's hitting 250, you'll usually take that. And that's why I've said Jacob Stallings has been a pretty good player, and I hope he keeps pace because if he does, it should help the offense a little bit. Um, what else went right in this series? I mean, you saw Adam Frazier, of course. He was just killing the ball uh, as of right now. We'll get into it uh, in the next segment a little more, but he's at the top of the NL in a lot of different categories, especially at second base. And Brian Reynolds also has done pretty solid. I mean, we've seen really good defense from Will Craig over at first base in the absence of Colin Moran and Phillip Evans. So, I mean, a lot of things went right in the series, despite them only winning two of the four games. But what went wrong is the offense just wasn't consistent enough. Um, there was a lot of, like, lacks in judgment, I think, when it came to the pitching sometimes. And, I mean, you can't really be mad at the series at all. Like, I mean, you went in, you were at home, you took two of four from the best team in baseball by record, and you move into the series against St. Louis. St. Louis, of course, I mean, 17-23 and 23 for the Pirates, 23-18 and 18 for the Cardinals. Only two games, but, I mean, if the Pirates can find a way to get those two games, you're kind of setting yourself up a little bit again. And, I mean, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This Pirates team is not as bad as everybody expected them to be outside of myself. Like most, I'm talking like national media. And there's a reason for that. I mean, when you have pitching that is very solid, you're going to be in most games. Like they proved against the Giants, like they've proved against San Diego, like they've proved against Chicago. Realistically, the only team they've really pitched terribly against so far this year is Cincinnati. And if you take most of those Cincinnati games out, their run differential is very different. It's still negative, but it's a very different story. 
But I mean, that's what I that, that's what I took from the Giants series. I mean, the pitching was good. The hitting could have obviously been a lot better. But there's not much that you really could have expected out of the the uh, group. But you know, I mean, there's not much that you really can do when you're not spending a lot of money on the team and you're rebuilding. But if you want your money to be turned into assets, Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets all the time. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Say that 10 times fast. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee best of all it's automatic again to get your first fifty uh five thousand dollars managed for free for life go to wealthfront.com slash locked on mlb that's wealthfront.com slash locked on mlb to start growing your savings and get started today today's episode of course is also brought to you by rockauto.com they are the sponsor of today's episode rock auto once again has reliably low prices and all the car parts you will ever need with an amazing selection. You don't have to watch somebody from behind the counter do the work for you. You know what car part you need. And fixing your car sometimes is a hobby for some people. So you want to do that, make sure you go to rockauto.com and let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. And when we return for our next segment, we are going to talk about Adam Frazier and Richard Rodriguez and the possibility of both of them or one of them representing the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 2021 All-Star Game in Colorado. And we'll be right back. All right, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Pirates. On today's episode on Tuesday, May 18th, I hope again that you're all having a wonderful Tuesday as you prepare to watch the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pittsburgh Pirates play tonight in their respective games. Of course, make sure you go check out Locked on Penguins and Hunter Hodes. He's been doing a fabulous job. And... (laughs) When we talk about the All-Star Game, of course, there's still a lot of time left before that comes in July. But, you know, it's not ever a bad time to consider two players on this Pirates team being All-Stars. And those two players, as of right now, I would say would be Adam Frazier and Richard Rodriguez. So I'll start with Frazier, who at one point last week was in the midst of a 12-game hitting streak that, of course, ended in the San Francisco Giants series. But you look at qualified second baseman right now in the National League, and that includes guys like Ozzie Albies, Tommy Edmond, Eduardo Escobar, Jake Cronenworth, Ryan McMahon, and even a former Pirate in Josh Harrison. Um, Right now, Adam Frazier has the best average among those players at second base, the highest OPS, um, the second highest based on balls, the not very high in the RBI department or the home run department, but he also leads this group in doubles. He leads this group in hits. And if I'm not mistaken, if I actually can look here, uh, I'm pretty sure Frazier is still leading in the hits column, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we'll go ahead and look at that real quick. Yes, he is. He is still leading the National League in hits. Uh, Trey Turner, Nolan Arenado, Nicholas uh, Castellanos, and Jake Cronenworth are behind him at the moment. But 
when you take it into account, only one of those other guys is a second baseman. Of course, Tommy Edmond and Ryan McMahon have the, uh, well, Ryan McMahon more specifically has the home runs and the RBIs on Frazier, while Edmond has seven less RBIs and one home run. But Frazier also, when you look at his average among the National League in terms of hitting, he is ter- currently fourth, but still the highest second baseman by average. Also, OPS-wise, he is uh, somewhere in the top 10. Um, Brian Reynolds is actually above him in this statistic. Brian Reynolds is 7th. Adam Frazier is 12th in the National League, but still has the highest on-base percentage of any player at second base. So, here's the deal, though. As I said, and I was going to say representing Pittsburgh. Now, of course, these two players and Adam Frazier and Richard Rodriguez are very much good trade pieces for the Pittsburgh Pirates this July. So we'll see. But I do think they make that move either in the offseason or right at the deadline, depending on, as Gary said yesterday, if a guy like Max Scherzer is available. That more affects Tyler Anderson. But if a guy like Trevor Story is available to be in the middle infield, Adam Frazier may be the consolation prize for a team rather than uh, not getting Story if they miss out on those sweepstakes. But... I mean, I could see Frazier being there. Um, we'll see. I think he does need to bring his RBI total up a little bit, but when he's the only guy in the offense really doing anything, it's kind of difficult. That's why the All-Star game is always so interesting to me because it's like RBIs and home runs are always... Like, home runs are different. If you're hitting a lot of home runs, you're doing something right. But when you look at the RBI total, I think the average should be a little more important in that scenario because that's the individual player doing an individual thing by getting hits. Now, if he has players on base, that's obviously where the RBIs come from. That's where everything else comes from. But you have to also understand that the Pirates' offense is not that great. So Frazier's not going to have a ton of RBIs because he doesn't really have guys on base. So when I was, if I had to say anything to the All-Star committee or whoever's picking All-Stars or whenever you vote... Don't just look at the RBIs and say, oh, this person has 30 RBIs while Frazier has 22 or something like that. You know what I mean? Look at the average. Look at the on-base percentage. Look at the OPS. And right now, Frazier leads in all of those stats as a second baseman, as a qualified second baseman in the National League. So I don't think he'll start, but I definitely could see Adam Frazier as a potential guy to be a like uh, bench all-star. And I'd say the same thing for Richard Rodriguez as well. And when you look at Richard Rodriguez as of right now, uh, for all of the qualified um, closers, Araldis Chapman, surprisingly, in 15 innings, has not given up a run yet. So he's been very solid. Um, But he's also in the American League. But when you look nationally, uh, Richard Rodriguez has the best ERA in baseball. He only has six saves, though, but he's playing on a team that isn't that great. Um, he does have a 100% save percentage, which I really like looking into. Um, he has 14 Ks per nine, which is also a very high number, and 7.4 or uh, Ks for base on balls, and a 7.4 Ks per nine with a .41 WHIP, which I also think is an MLB best. Um, so Rodriguez, I think, makes a better case than Frazier, just depending on things. And if you look at the guys that he's obviously going to be like going up against, 
Mark Melanson right now I think is the best closer statistically in the National League right now. 14 saves, .96 ERA, 100 save percentage, .75 whip, 169 batting average, over 18 and two-thirds. You then look at Alex Reyes. He's done pretty damn good for himself also. I actually think he's beating Rodriguez on ERA now. Uh, he's 2-0 over 21 innings pitched, 11 saves, a .43 ERA, uh, 12 Ks per 9, and a 1.29 ERA with a 1.1 or a 1.14 batting average. So, yeah, I think Melanson and Reyes are probably his biggest contenders because then you look at a guy like Jake McGee who has 10 saves, but he also has two blown saves and a 5 ERA. Um, and then you also, Josh Hader, I think we'll get in there, a 1.15 ERA, 3-0 win-loss record. Kenley Jansen, a 1.53, but he's had two blown saves already. Um, Hector Neris already has two blown saves. Uh, so I think if Rodriguez can maintain pace with his ERA and not blowing saves and maybe get into the, like, he'll get into double digits, I think, before July, I would definitely think so. But, I mean, it's very plausible to say Melanson, Reyes, and Hayter will get that nod before he does. But when you also look at what Rodriguez has done, I mean, the guy was basically pitching a perfect game at one point in this year where he literally was not allowing a base runner. Alex Reyes has pretty much been doing the same thing. I mean, they're kind of competing for the best ERA as a closer right now, which is very fun because, I mean, we could have the possibility of seeing Reyes and Rodriguez possibly go at it in this two-game series, depending on who has the lead. And that may actually push one of the two over. Because um, at one point, I mean, we also remember Chapman hasn't allowed a run, so he technically has a zero ERA. Rodriguez was doing the same thing. I think there's a plausible argument for both Frazier and Rodriguez. My wild card pick to be a uh, all-star on this team would be Tyler Anderson or Brian Reynolds. I just don't see it happening. I mean, Reynolds is doing well. 299 average, three home runs, 15 RBIs. He's seventh in the uh, National League in on-base percentage. Um, and he's up there in the hit column as well. He has 41 hits. But, you know, it's kind of difficult for, I think, Reynolds. I think there's just too many good outfielders in the National League when you take into account that Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, Bryce Harper, Jesse Winker, uh, Chris Taylor has also been having a very solid year. Nicholas Castellanos, Trent Grisham. Um, you've seen a lot of good guys in that department in the outfield. So I think Reynolds, of course, would not. I don't think he'll make it. Now, if you look at Tyler Anderson, for example, I, it's kind of tough. I mean, because you have to look at like who's kind of doing better than him right now. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, of course, will be an all-star. I mean, the guy's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Brandon Woodruff has done a very good job this year in eight starts, a 1.64 ERA. Uh, Hugh Darvish, based on name, he'll probably get in there, and he's having a very good year. Trevor Rogers is a guy I'd like to see in the All-Star game out of Miami. He's 5-2 with a 1.84 ERA, over 44 innings pitched. Kevin Galsman, I think he's going to get there. Taiwan Walker has looked very good. Max Scherzer also has looked very good. But, I mean, you look at where... Um, Tyler Anderson ranks he ranks he ranks 23rd in major league or in the National League in ERA right now with about the same amount of starts as all these other guys but I don't think he would get there either so we'll see if the Pirates get representation in the All-Star game it's going to be very interesting to follow just because if they do it'll be very uh interesting to see if Frazier can possibly get up to the point of starting at second base I don't think he will um 
and Richard Rodriguez I think should be, but I do think they might go with other players like Melanson, Reyes, and Hayter. But if you want to bet on these things, make sure you go to betonline.ag. There, of course, is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, for your 50% welcome bonus, meaning they will give you free money when you put money into your account on betonline.ag with your first deposit. And let's be honest... There's a lot to bet on right now. The NBA play-in tournament begins tonight. You can bet on the NHL playoffs. You can bet on Major League Baseball every single day. You can also bet on MMA. You can bet on UFC. You can bet on all this different kind of stuff over at betonline.ag. As you see, I did a little rhyme there. But let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. And also, make sure you go check out Built Bar, the best protein bar on the market. Today's episode, of course, is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order, meaning they will give you free money for putting, or, the well, not free money. Uh, they'll give you, well, kind of free money. They give you, like, stuff off, but you could be an existing customer of Built Bar and still get 15% off of your next order of the best protein bars on the market. They're high in fiber, high in protein, of course, and they're 100% chocolate covered and better for you than your normal candy bar. And even better, they taste like a candy bar. And they have all great flavors, including limited time flavors, that you should definitely check out before they run out. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com and let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. And when I come back, how can the Pirates break the snide against the St. Louis Cardinals that they've had in their recent series against the team? And can they pull out two wins in a two-game series? And we'll be right back. Hey right, everyone, and welcome to the final segment of today's episode of Locked on Pirates. Before we go into previewing the series against the St. Louis Cardinals, the Pittsburgh Pirates announced today that on July 1st, so basically July 4th, right before July 4th, which I believe is on a Saturday this year, or Sunday this year, the Pittsburgh Pirates will be allowing 100% capacity back in stadiums. Guys, get vaccinated. Keep your mask on. We're so close. We're almost at the end of this. Let's make sure that we end the virus so we can all go back to packed stadiums. And it looks like the Pirates are now the next team moving towards that goal of being back at 100%. And, you know, it's great. But something that wasn't too great today is Pirates legend Reggie... Do, 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 do. Hold on, I don't want to mess this up. Keep in mind, guys, I'm 22 years old. Um, yeah, Rennie Stennett passed away today at the age of 72. He was a Pirates great back in the day, um, and a lot of people absolutely loved him. We all remember he was a big part of the uh, family teams, so rest in peace to him and uh, condolences to the Stennett family. But the Pirates do take on the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. Uh, in St. Louis at Bush Field at 7.45 Eastern Time. And we get a pretty fun pitching matchup tonight. We get to see JT Brubaker versus John Gant, both players below three in their ERA. Uh, Brubaker at three and two, Gant at three, uh, two and three. Around the same amount of innings pitched, 38.1 for Brubaker, 34.1 for Gant. Brubaker does, of course, have the K's uh, advantage on him, 41 to 29. Gant, though, has an issue with walks. Um, Brubaker right now has nine bases on balls to Gantz 27. So if you had to ask me how the Pirates can win this series, start tonight by getting on base against a guy who's not hitting the strike zone. <laughs> like, Gantz is pretty good, but, I mean, when you see that walks number, you really have to think about 
being patient at the plate. And one of the guys that I think has to do that a little better is Brian Reynolds. He tries to smack everything, which, don't get me wrong, I mean, the guy can hit the baseball, but if it's not in the strike zone, don't swing at it. It's a little more simple than that. It's, I mean, it's a little more complex than that. I make it sound so simple, but, you know, I mean, if the Pirates can stay patient at the plate, get a couple runs in the first three or four innings and give Brubaker a lead and let him pitch five or six innings of good baseball, which I fully expect him to do, the Pirates can win this game tonight. I mean, they really can, and they do need to, like, just get going again, and they need to start beating NL Central teams. They keep losing to the Reds. They pray, uh, They played pretty good against the Brewers, but they've only seen them once. And, uh, I mean, we've seen the Cubs a thousand times, so we'll see. I mean, the, the Pirates have kind of been okay against the Cubs. And then, of course, there's Cincinnati, but, I mean, Pirates can't figure out Cincinnati for whatever reason. And But a big win here against the Cardinals would be nice. Of course, you have to watch out for Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and then, of course, Lucas Smith over at Locked on Cardinals. I think Dylan Carlson uh, is going to win Rookie of the Year right now. It kind of is unfortunate because I was hoping Hayes was going to give him a run for his money, but I don't know if Hayes has missed too much time. That's the matchup for tonight, and I mean, I would predict the Pirates win tonight. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I would say like 3-2 to two, uh, is kind of what comes to mind, maybe 4-3. to three. I think the Pirates get it done. And then tomorrow I think will be a lot tougher. You get Trevor Cahill on the mound. He had a very good game last in his last outing. But the Pirates will go up against a potential Cy Young candidate in 7-0 Jack Flaherty, who has a 2.47 ERA, a .95 whip with 48 strikeouts and only has given up three home runs. So that game, of course, with Flaherty being at home will be a lot tougher. Um, I would predict a loss in tomorrow's matchup against the Cardinals. I think Flaherty shuts down what has been a lackluster offense so far for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I think the offense like just doesn't get it done. Cahill, if he got like banged up in that game, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, so I think the Pirates definitely have a bigger chance of winning tonight than they do tomorrow. But I want to hear your thoughts on these two games. Of course, on Twitter, at LockedOnPirates. You know, I'm always there talking about something, doing something, you know. And uh, my personal Twitter is MVP underscore Ethan. You can check out everything I talk about about Pirates baseball or sports on those Twitter pages. Thank you all so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Be back tomorrow to probably recap tonight's game as well as talk about anything in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Enjoy the sports night and have a great day.